0: Oops, forgot to put my camera on there sorry about that hi Jack Chew here chewing it over let me get myself in frame clumsy of me so there we go nice to see you tuning in 1230 to 1 o'clock weekdays and uh, we chew over whatever is topical at the time and one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today something that's been cropping up as uh, questions and comments from many of you is how do we handle and deal with various biases, and that's types of biases and personal ones, and and uh, how might we handle that? How might we handle disagreement with an acknowledgement and recognition of various different parts of bias and conflict of interest, and how sometimes they're considered distinct and sometimes they overlap? But what conflicts of interest do we need to make sure get declared, etc.? We've covered it a little bit on the show before, but it's definitely questions. We're now at one hundred and 90 episodes and so um i won't make you go and search for all of that uh it's come up enough times that uh we might as well go again and and offer some angle on that i um, want to bait you guys and get you involved i'm um, sorry about some of the tech issues we've been having on some platforms i know some of you that's commented on linkedin and, and and say that i'm not they're not reaching me i do see them afterwards but yeah i can't always draw them on screen and get you as involved as uh, i'd like i think that has been solved and so please do Um, get involved if you're listening on LinkedIn then please do send me your messages Uh, but um, through whatever channel you're watching this then please feel free to post comments firstly to let me know and make sure that things are working it's always good when you guys tell me if the video is not working or the audio is not working or whatever then the sooner you tell me that the better Um, but also for you guys to get involved in a question and a topic that everyone should have an opinion on and I don't necessarily mean a strong one I don't mean that you've then know exactly where you stand on it but it's just that it is something that uh, most people especially you lot, my thoughtful audience uh, are often pondering is that what are my biases what are influencing my reasoning what are influ- what is influencing my decision making my opinions what is uh, influencing me in my opinion I and mean, how much of that do I then want to share publicly or even amongst my team or amongst my family and things and then what is the intersection between that and the conflicts of interest that could need declaring underneath things so for example example let's go define terms a bit and an example of a bias might be a favored preference for say squats right you just absolutely adore squats, you might have done studied it for example, or you enjoy doing them yourself, and you're a squat fanatic, and so you're uh, you would be biased in favor of. People that squat, that uh, that are giving people squats to do as treatment, uh, research about squatting, especially that that then supports your opinion uh, about squatting, that's a bias. Um, And that bias could be considered then a conflict of interest. You're so into it, but where it becomes a conflict of interest more obviously and classically would be then if you're so into squatting that you then sell courses about squatting and therefore you uh, stand to gain from it. You wrote the book uh, about squats and you are therefore so invested in squatting that also you're biased in its favor, but you also have a conflict of interest that means that you stand to gain from more people being as into squats as you are. Therefore, it might further color your uh, position. And that when you're, say you then did write an editorial Uh, about squatting or uh, you wrote an editorial or you wrote anything that that then offered a heavy critique of someone that was anti-squats for some reason, then a conflict of interest is that you stand to gain in this case overtly financially from the proliferation of pro-squatting literature and action. Now one of the things that I've said in the titles of this show uh, and what has kind of been coming up a lot in the comments and emails that I get, not just from tuning it over, but also just generally, obviously the various hats I wear, Fizio Matters, Chiefs Health, MSKR. we have been doing some interesting stuff recently, especially as the world tries to re-emerge from its various pandemic-related restrictions, is that people have been saying that financial conflict of interests are kind of really obvious and, and the ways in which that might bias people in uh, to, to to try and further an agenda and to, to help them both, you know, help them in, in pocket. And that's not necessarily saying that's always a bad thing. It's like, let's not pretend that we're not influenced by by that and that that's inherently a bad thing. You know, it's, uh, it'd be clumsy to think that that, uh, that, that always has to be uh, a downside. But it's just that it is clearly something that would colour people's reasoning and, and their opinion and, and things like that. A lot of you have been asking about some of the other Biases and conflicts of interest—the ones that go under the radar, and the ones that people are really frustrated at when someone might imply that that, that someone's uh, opinion is, is is unduly biased, but then won't accept the charge in the other direction. And sometimes that feels tit for tat, right? So you might have been in situations where you say, you know, um, I think you're being, you know, you're, you've clearly got that bias, and they go, yeah, but you're biased. And this is your bias and this is your, and it starts to get a bit petty. But to some extent, one of the things I'm most suspect of is that when it's a shame when it's tit for tat and people are just acting out, but generally speaking, it is really frustrating if people think that they are somehow unbiased or haven't got a real grasp of their own, you know, what it is that's informing and influencing us. Now. I'm not for a second meaning you're going to be able to get a handle on all of it, right? The the human mind and consciousness is incredibly complex and so mysterious that it's, you know, unbelievable and there's so many things that are happening subconsciously and implicitly that might be uh, affecting our opinions and convictions. So we're not going to get an understanding of all the complex ratios that are happening, but we should, in my opinion, be really... Aspiring to be intros- as introspective as we can be about what it is that's influencing us and that's biasing us, and also be then in- interested in, but not accusatory, when trying to tease out what it is that might be biasing and influencing others, especially those that we're um, arguing against or opposing. And so, one of the things I want to ask you guys, if you're tuning in live, then please do let me know what's your what's your take on bias and conflicts of interest do you think it's a big problem do you think it's overstated do you think that really because we've all got biases then it, uh, it it doesn't really matter so much um i think uh what i would be what i'd be really interested in is there are people out there that feel that it's overplayed and that it matters less and then there are some people that feel that really that if we if we could scrutinize that in more detail then uh, everything will be more harmonious because everyone's kind of getting all the cards on the table and being more honest so i want to know your opinion if you're tuning in live then let me know what's your what's your take on this subject matter about what is you know how, how important do you think bias and conflicts of interest are and are we doing fairly well let's say in msk and in healthcare the sort of center of my universe are we dealing with that well? So I'll leave that with you and I'll just close the comments off for a second. So uh, whilst I just give you my take, because that's often, you know, it's a totally f- fair thing. I don't want to suddenly start, I do want to hear your thoughts, but equally I'm not going to stop short and not give mine. So um, so let me spit it out. One of the things that I've uh, noticed and, and one of the reasons why it's been, I think because I've been talking a bit about it, it's kind of cropped up and people have asked me to say more on it, is because... Th- it it's almost the low hanging fruit is to understand someone's financial conflicts of interest. Like it's just so it's so obvious that if you have shares in a company that supports AI for MRI interpretation, right? So if you've got some company that's then uh, you have shares in a company that would benefit greatly. From the proliferation and adopta- adopting of AI to interpret MRI scans rather than human radiographers, radiologists, sorry, I always get that wrong, radiologists, then it would be an obvious bias and, and, and a totally reasonable bias that you've, you've kind of backed that horse and that you are hopeful and supportive and you're um, biased in that direction relative to not doing it, for example and that it'd be smart to then declare that admit it to yourself admit it when talking about the subject matter that you're biased in that direction but if you were to also then not admit to the what would be a conflict of interest and then masquerade as a neutral party in various different capacities especially classically in research and evidence terms but also just publicly you were to not mention that you would stand to gain significantly from not just the technology but the specific that specific piece of say software i'm making this up by the way this is not Me um, failing to name names. I don't know who makes those and I don't know who's got shares in them. But I'm just meaning that that financial conflict of interest is kind of like it's so obvious. And it doesn't mean because it's obvious that it's therefore inherently corrupting. It's just that it's kind of like rarely goes under the radar, especially if it's known about. Publicly trading companies, people typically in healthcare uh, will be like, I want to declare this bias and this conflict of interest in various different forms, including written. If it's if it's a uh, published material. However, we've kind of come to notice that that when someone might say, "Well, you've got that conflict of interest," I'm going to either dismiss or or that that colours my opinion of your opinion, right? That, that compromises how legitimate I feel you are as a source because you have that bias and that conflict of interest. You would say that. Um, now, I think it's always a bit heavy-handed when people do that because I think it's a bit unfair to say, especially when someone's declaring openly, it's unfair to say that they could only hold that opinion because of that conflict of interest or that they are somehow being disingenuous or, or, or inaccurate. Um, I think that that would be a real shame when people um, imply that that therefore is dismissible, you know. Um, I think that's such a shame. But I would also say that the thing that seems to have cropped up recently is people saying that just because someone hasn't got a financial conflict of interest that is as obvious and overt as that, then... Some biases run so deep that they can have a conflict of interest that then seems to go under the radar because it's one that could be described as, say, an ideological conflict of interest or a a bias that is so deep that it is almost like a prior uh, preferred epistemology or, uh, or other lofty phys- philosophical terms I could use, but like they they are um, so biased in favor of, say, a reasoning heuristic or uh, some way of you know, way of knowing, way of doing. Uh, uh, Even I mentioned about bias towards, say, something like squatting is that if you're if you're someone that is so committed uh, and devoted to a really specific say school of thought, then that conflict of interest doesn't need to necessarily hit you in pocket really overtly. But as far as career aspirations go, and the fact that it then suits you and your identity and say your politics or your your uh, opinions and positions, then you stand to gain. Even financially through other means, right? If if then you are seen as someone that was ahead of that, you would be just because you're not then uh, an overt, fa- you know, financial conflict of interest means that you stand to gain directly from it. If that proliferates, you would benefit enormously, including in pocket, from being part of a movement that then is in vogue, and that it's sometimes been noted and and and. Uh, now, thank you for flagging that with me because I have noticed it myself, but it's like there's no way, and that includes me, no one should underestimate just how deep those conflicts of interest and biases can run to influence things. So, for example, you can have a conflict of interest that's a sort of a deep ideological conflict of interest whereby you you would naturally struggle to see the opposite side of an argument that really confronts your own, say, uh, politics or sense of self right it flies in the face of how you know uh, y- y- your opinion but also the world of which you know then that disagreement is not so, something that I'm saying is inherently bad right because it happens it's a fact right it's not we're not all uh, I'm not saying we all should you know if we communicated perfectly we'd all be singing come by around a campfire but when disagreements happen, I think sometimes people are quite you know grab the low hanging fruit of saying well your opinion's coloured by this conflict of interest because you stand to gain financially, if that does well. Then on the counterpoint, if someone then says, well, you've got a conflict of interest where you're clearly deeply biased in that direction and you'd stand to gain from it not doing well, say it's as binary as that, then the defence that seems to then occur from the person that hasn't got the obvious overt in-pocket benefit from that conflict is that they then think, well, no, that's not the case. I I, I haven't got as much skin in the game as you're describing. And in this day and age, that is so naive. If you're in a movement or a wave of of persuasive content that's then making someone, you know, you're you're trying to propagate a certain, say, school of thought, modality, style of practice in the medical circumstances, but also say onto the wider policy implications, because we've also got this science and medical establishment that's influencing policy for good and bad um and 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 some of it struggling too and some of it influencing it i'm not saying it's going well by the way but i'm just meaning that 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 estate of of, of uh, expert is then it's it's so clumsy to, if you think that them that they wouldn't have ideological conflicts of interest and then latently financial conflicts of interest on the position of their salary right if they're style of say expertise or their style of opinion is to um is to win out and be seen as valuable and the more posts like it proliferate and then there's a drive up of say salaries and and the respect for that expertise that comes with salary then you're going to see that in pocket and so it's not that removed from said shareholder in a company of which they're touting such technologies right it's just so it's so frustrating when otherwise smart minds might um notice one example really obviously and be against it and then just not recognize that sometimes on their side of a, of a point or an argument they are failing to uh, notice it in themselves or those around them because it's one stage slightly more removed and it's not to say that it can be uh, or should be mitigated completely, right? I'm saying this as P, these, this is to, in my opinion, this is just to be human, right? This happens, right? We have our biases, we have our conflicts of interest. Yeah. Uh, I'd always prefer transparency and for these things to be known, but I'm not saying therefore they could all be leveled. I'm just meaning that the hypocrisy that I think occurs uh, accidentally on this, because it's not quite as obvious or overt um, and it feels a little bit cleaner somehow is so naive and so frustrating for us trying to make progress you know if you're not recognizing that these things could be color in your judgment then it's something that i don't i just think we're not going to make the progress that we intend and that we hope for and that's because we're being dismissive out of hand of things that could otherwise be valuable and we're then overweighting people who think that they pass a purity test that they are not ingrained in biases or conflicts of interest compared to X, and they then perceive and overweight that knowledge and that's, and, and those opinions and those people uh, excessively uh, when a, a better balance of analysis would definitely get us in a better place. And I've spoken on this show before about coherence. Right, I'm obsessed with the fact that it, it doesn't have to be consistent it needs to be coherent it needs to sort of make sense with what is otherwise known as best we can right it's like how when when someone makes a suggestion and it flies in the to- it totally flies in the face of what is otherwise known or the same person's opinion the the, the day before is that coherence really matters and that sometimes if we're making the pool of, say, expert uh, opinion maker, uh, social media um, contributor of of all levels, uh, as well as then um, different, say, schools of thought or styles of practice or whatever it might be, all the different things that are happening. If we're dismissing some out of hand and then overweighting others because they seem to be passing some sort of arbitrary purity test on a superficial level because we've not gone one step further and thinking, well, if you win out on that argument, you stand to gain financially for a few different other reasons. You know, not as overt as a shareholding, but it's just like, yeah, if, if, that, if that worked out for you, if people took that on, then you stand to gain enormously. Uh, from that and I think it's such a shame if we miss out on recognizing it and so uh, so yeah I asked earlier and I'll ask again as to what is your opinion on this what do you feel are under or over recognized biases do you think it's overplayed do you think it's underplayed are we bothered about it so uh so yeah i'm i'm fascinated in in this topic and and certainly i'm not going to pretend i've got the obvious magic answer as to how to solve it if it is a problem but i also i'm not convinced it's that much of a problem it's definitely one that's just come up amongst you lot like you've been asking me quite regularly about that and to talk about it and my opinion on it um because i've been outspoken before about some obvious and overt uh, conflicts of interest that have occurred, especially when they've not been declared. And I think that generally, um, I'm someone that is always looking at the world through a lens of understanding that that, that biases and uh, conflicts of interest, and in, in how people might be ideologically thinking. And why? Not what do you think, but why do you think that? And then if you ask that question, especially because I ask that question a lot in various different settings, why do you think that? And then they explain as to why it's you know that they've come to that opinion and that they sometimes because that's the water in which they swim right they look through the world through that lens that's their deep bias that becomes almost their foundations they sometimes fail to recognize it it's such a shame because uh, if we fail to recognize that we are all biased and we're all susceptible to various conflicts of interest which will color uh, all of our interactions and our opinions Um, you know if you're kidding yourself to think that you're interacting with the world as a neutral um then then it's just going to be a breakdown in uh, in any common sense conversation uh, it's going to spoil it really it's like you're biased but i'm not so go up not cool um so yeah i've asked as to as to what your take is on it so thank you so much to ian so let me can i pull this onto the onto the screen no i can't Ian said he thinks it's underplayed and that bias affects everything. All right, thanks, Ian. I, <laughs> I agree on some part. I don't think, uh, and I'll ask Ian if you're still listening, uh, whether or not you think it uh, affects everything and that's a bad thing. Is that what you're meaning? Or are you just saying it does it? So, yeah, Ian, Ian get back to me. Um, yeah, The clicking's not working here. Sorry. Yeah. Sandra says that uh, some p- Sandra says, sometimes it's hard to understand as to what people actually think. Uh, Maybe they're just signalling that they want to be on a certain team or tribe. Now, that's an interesting one, isn't it? So how much is it that people are actually declaring biases and opinions that they do hold, or how much is it that they're almost succumbing to the bandwagon effect? yeah, it's interesting, and then the sort of tribal thinking as well that can occur on it is that that often happens, doesn't it? Is that when you've got clusters of biased people or biases tend to get together in special interest groups and uh, and, and and lobbies and uh, and 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 friendship groups, and and those can sometimes become tribes and and adversarial in many ways it's where you know they kind of end up getting together to try and fight against something that they want to change and and that's how things happen and obviously that can then extend extend into say uh politics and 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 religions and factions and then um unfortunately then uh that, there can be sort of ugly sides of that but there can also be really good good things that come of that right you've got different different opinions and different groups of people that then the sweet spot is the, in the friction between them, right? The energy comes from the friction between two opposing ideas that you've got to then grapple with, and then if you aspire for it to be coherent, then that's great. And so, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Sandra, for your comment about uh, potentially—is it people just wanting to join a tribe or a team? Um, I think uh, I think sometimes it is that, uh, and I think that, that that it'd be clumsy of us though to think that that's all the time. It's this idea that some pe- sometimes people. Uh, especially when it comes to say ideological conflicts of interest and opinions and and teams, especially at the moment, uh, it's a bit, bit, bit toxic out there, isn't it? Uh, Twitter's the worst for it. But generally it's not just in social media in in the world, really. There's lots of people with strident opinions sat on on, on pub bar stools uh, and and various other circumstances where they've got strident opinions that they want to share Um, means that that those conflicts of interest and biases are being more vocal and 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 sometimes feel incompatible. You know, it doesn't feel like good conversation can come of that, which is a shame. Um I think, if I'm honest, we, we need to we need to get past that somehow. And I think that to, to be sort of more open and honest with it would be, would be smart. I think it's therefore not fair if people say that when people are saying anything to any effect, it's only because they're virtue signaling or wanting to attach themselves to a team or tribe, as Sandra, as Sandra said. Uh, and I know she's not meaning all the time, but I mean, if you over, over suggest that that's people being performative all the time, that's a shame. But equally, I don't agree that that's not, never motivating people, right? Uh, some people do want to sort of signal um, that signal to the group, to the tribe, uh, that, that that they're uh, a good person or that they hold that opinion or that they are can be trusted on a topic like this and i agree with you and this is how we're going to make it clear um and sometimes that can be to the negative right if someone's uh, just it's like um uh, it's like if if you know any actors or performers you know if you knew that they were behaving off stage as they are on stage just because they're talented at acting then you're not going to really manage to get much of a relationship with them because they're not being authentic they're not being true and 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 social media does over over um see, just skew towards a performative element because often it's so public uh but i think it's sort of a bit clumsy when people then uh accuse someone say of virtue signaling or biasing it towards the tribal team purely because they disagree with it right their opinion is is fair and someone else's opinion that they disagree with is simply just virtue signaling Um, sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it's not uh, there at all and and sometimes it's in between that's the nature of of the beast. So what do you think is the main issue with financial conflicts of interest then? Um, I think that the main issue with it is if it goes undeclared and therefore um, it's that being disingenuous that matters. There are some people that think that well being declared or undeclared doesn't matter it's the fact that that is influencing people's behavior that that is the either issue that needs to be corrected for or that it doesn't matter Uh, i end up being in a bit of a middle ground on this where i feel that declaration actually does get you at least two-thirds of the way there it should therefore be understood recognized and accounted for but particularly in scientific and evidence-based circumstances Excuse me, sorry, boring myself. Um, then I think it uh, it can be, it can be made, uh, it can be leveled. It can be leveled um, in the most part uh, for fan, you know, because it's kind of obvious, isn't it? Uh, you know, I stand I stand gain financially from this, uh, and it still means I I believe in it and I believe in my arguments, but I believe in them so much that I've then ended up tethering my uh, pay to it um, then you want to account for that but I think um, you could argue that you know, what is the problem with it which is the question um, the problem is that if if it was even when it's declared the problem could be that it's colouring judgment and dilute it, that, that it's, it's really bending someone out of shape they're too deeply committed to a particular conclusion and I said, I don't care what the conclusion is if you started with it. So, if you started with the conclusion in any topic, you're saying, I wonder what I think about that. And you start with a conclusion and then work back from there and justify your conclusion, which, by the way, sort of neurologically and psychologically, that is absolutely how humans uh, behave. You know, it's that, that, you, that you come up with a premise and then you spend your time justifying that premise. And so, that is to human. I'm not therefore going to correct that. Uh, but I'm just admitting that, that um is just a real shame on a complex matter if that is um massively affecting someone's outcome of their opinion. Um and, and so what is the problem with it is that if that is if, if just finance and, and and monetary gain is so strongly influencing uh, someone's opinion, um because they can't see a world or can't comprehend a world in which they um they would think the opposite. You know, I just think that, that would be a shame. It would be a shame, and it, and it often is. If people, if people and, the, and the way to sort of mitigate that is to try to make sure that we have opportunities for people, particularly people in our industry, in healthcare, to not have all their eggs in one basket, right? And so that when the mistakes that have been made in yesteryear, where you've got therapists and educators that end up just tripling down on a particular style of practice or modality, the opportunity for them to be able to reform their opinions and to soften their stance and to become um, less devoted to that forever and a day, we need to therefore try to uncouple the the motives from those modalities and schools of thought and to remember that it should be the patience that should be out of it, right? Because the problem with financial conflicts of interest is that they often become, just make people more and more blinkered, more and more narrow and fail to see the big picture and we all failed to gain from that so yeah we're out of time thank you so much for your comments and questions and thank you for inspiring this episode about bias um main thing being and the title as you can see there know you're biased is that um unfortunately i don't think any of us are immune to it and that if you think that you're one you're willing to dismiss someone's opinion because you feel it, it's, it's biased and you happen to disagree with it, then one of the reasons that you disagree with it is because you're biased too. Uh, it doesn't mean it's like for like, doesn't mean that one of you's got more of a handle on it than the other, but generally speaking, I think we shouldn't kid ourselves as to how biased we are, but also how they can then turn into conflicts of interest of all different flavors, including ones that say are ideological, that might not necessarily directly implicate people, uh, sorry, uh, get people um, benefiting in pocket directly but in time that is exactly what's happening and they're not that much different and so understanding each other's uh priors and foundations and 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 positions uh that that influence us is really important and i think the more we can talk about that the better Uh, and i look forward to doing that so Uh, more so with you guys especially because you seem to be interested in it Uh, having come up now uh, a second time i'm pretty sure this second episode of this kind although hopefully not too repetitive to those that have listened in or watched the last one so yeah thanks a lot and i'll see you tomorrow cheers everyone bye